Welcome to Soul Speak, where it's real talk and real soul. Hey, I'm Ty. What's going on, guys? It's Tyler. What's up? It's Tristan. And the delivery crew is back today with episode three on love and the pride movement. Today, we're just going to be talking about the pride movement, and we're going to go over like where it originated from, where it's moving to now. And we're going to also talk about, you know, a little bit about what love means to us as a whole through our personal experiences and then why it's important to open up on your perceptions and the, like just what everybody goes through through life. Today, uh, to help us talk about our topics, I would like to introduce our guest, Jordan. Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm Jordan. I, they brought me in to talk about my experiences um, being a, a gay man from the South and how that shaped my knowledge on this topic. Just to be clear, we did not force him to be here. He is on. He is here on his own free will. So he's so actually bound to the chair he's on. Yeah, I actually can't leave. Yeah, arm constraints as he's trying to drink a Gatorade. <laughs> uh, you might have stated, but you go ahead and say it again for the uh, audience. What do you hope our listeners today uh, gain from your message? Hopefully, they gain something from this conversation. I mean, it is 2020. Mm. But having zero knowledge on anything related to the LGBT communities, probably very low. At least some people know somebody who's gay or somebody that they know is gay. Of like, course. In a, like a middleman situation. But hopefully what I want to get out of this is to pass on my experience and my knowledge. And I wouldn't say give a voice to the voiceless, but like share my experiences of people in my community who aren't here to speak on their behalf Yeah. as much as I can. I mean, yeah. I definitely think like... It's a, a, not silenced voices, but it mm-hmm. is forcibly hushed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can remember being nine, ten years old, rolling through YouTube, and being gay was funny. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, t- 2010 yeah. YouTube, go look at any mm-hmm. video. The number one YouTuber at the time, like Smosh, they, they had a, a character that was just a big gay time traveler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that, so and that was the hilarious. I mean, and I think that's I think that's part of the reason that it's so bred, because it would be like... With anything else, like if I was to make just a horrible racial joke with a cartoon and it gets ran like nothing's wrong. Such as Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, so, so and To tie back into the topics today. Um, <laughs> and well, hopefully uh, we can help get your message across and being in a setting where it is three straight white males, like hopefully you what your message hits the target audience of course mm. but um first let's talk about a time or a situation in your life that you experienced let's say come uh, a difficult feeling such as coming out or discrimination anything of the such uh okay so i can actually talk about both right now they don't really they don't go hand in hand but yeah. one plays into the other right so throughout life Starting in probably the third grade, fourth grade, uh, was picked on uh, for being gay. Yeah. Don't know how they figured that out so fucking quickly. Well, probably their fucking parents. Yeah. I mean, probably so. I was called gay for smiling too much in high school. I was called gay in high school because I dated pansexual girls. I was called uh, called gay for dating girls that were gay, kind of. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. yeah that's what it, that's a, it's yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that yeah. later. But as much as I know, I don't really know a lot about. Pansexuality. I actually am pretty read up on it, but okay. we'll get into nice. that. Yeah. I mean, From that, still. I went my entire 
grade school career getting picked on for being gay. I went to my entire one. By the time I got to high school, that shit kind of mellowed out mm. because I didn't, I got to the point where I had to stand up for myself because yeah. I wasn't going to take that. Um, I was just, I don't have time for bullshit like that. So, and, and did that end up helping your situation, standing up for yourself? Uh, like? Well, I mean, yes and no. It just got to the point where I didn't have to physically like take a stand for me like to defend myself like yeah. physically mm. i just became a bitch so uh, <laughs> i became somebody who would shut i would cut the fuck out of you with a simple sentence and then yeah. it would be no more yeah but moving forward from that my very uneventful coming out story was i came out to my uh parents and i put that in air quotes because <laughs> my mom figured it out before i told her but mm. moms always know uh, well yeah We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but it was in between my freshman and sophomore year of high school. Yeah. I was dating a guy at the time, and we dated maybe three months. But how my mom figured it out is I snuck out of the house and went to go hang out with my boyfriend at the time, and we ended up getting into a car accident. He uh, wasn't paying attention and ended up rowing his car into a ravine, and I ended up in the back of an ambulance. Long story short, Wow. Very traumatic. My mom figured it out from that. Yeah. And then she was, ooh, she was pissed the fuck off because I didn't tell her beforehand. So she was just more mad about the fact that you she, didn't tell her? Yes. She was upset that I didn't tell her before mm-hmm. and that she had to figure it out because I wouldn't give her any hint to it. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't, it's not like a point of contention anymore. It used yeah. to be for a while yeah. because it... It kind of eroded the trust that my mom had, like, uh, me and my mom had between us because she thought that I didn't trust her enough with information like that. So it kind of dampened our relationship for a while, but it's not like that anymore. Yeah. Wow. So, so did, could you describe, like, the feeling you had, like, the next time you had saw her? Because, like, did you, know, did you know as soon as you got in the wreck that, oh, people are finally going to find out? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was petrified because growing up gay – or being a part of the LGBT community, you could be queer and it can be the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you grow up with a preconceived notion that when people find out, you're fucked, right? I didn't tell anybody. The only people that knew that I was gay, I came out as bi the first time because that that's actually very problematic of me because it dims the validity of bisexual people. Mm-hmm. Did you always know you were gay? Yes. I came out as bi. I did it to like test the waters, sort yeah. of, to see how like my boyfriend's friends thought about it even though they clearly knew yeah and they were I, they were clearly fine with it i just didn't pick up on that because i was stupid mm-hmm. when my mom got called and she ended up there i was like oh shit here it goes <laughs> i'm gonna get this one and get kicked out but no once i was petrified and then when i saw her it was a completely different emotion i was just thankful yeah. that she showed up so yeah well it's all it's always good to have someone in your family who like does kind of understand or at least does their best to be there for you mm-hmm. and something such as that i mean you your your life was at danger come with the wreck so she, i guess you couldn't have been too upset upset to be happy about the fact I, you were happy oh God. i was grounded for a long time <laughs> <laughs> i did i did um sink out of the house so that did come true. with the territory. True that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you mentioned that like uh, gay and queer can be in the same boat. So how would you define like the difference in the fact that there's two terms and like two letters in the LGBTQ? That's set? true. Also, like the acceptability of both terms because mm-hmm. we had this conversation last week with the mm-hmm. the werewolf meme. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So really, I can't really describe the difference between gay and queer. 
queer is more of an all-encompassing term. Mm-hmm. Gay just gay really just refers to men in general being homosexual and lesbians also use gay mm-hmm. but it's where it's not as prevalent yeah so queer is more of an all-encompassing term from at least my understanding it could be completely different from other people's really just my understanding is that it's just an all-encompassing situation now it could have different moral implications of how people actually like identify with that term mm-hmm. because it's more of a self-identity issue um than it is from like other people in the community yeah yeah that's really i i just think from my understanding it's just a universal term that gay people can use in general um to if they don't feel like they identify as gay but they want to use queer instead that's an interesting perspective because coming up for me the only time i ever heard the term queer was when it was used as a slur Oh yeah, no, it yeah. definitely, it definitely yeah, was a slur. Things that come from Texas, steers and queers. That's exactly. what I always yeah. heard. Yeah, the, 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 the full metal jacket. Yeah. 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 So when it comes to, I know we're probably getting off base, but when it comes to slurs, um, especially queer, faggot, mm. stuff like that, there's more of a movement now in the community to where people take back ownership of that term. Yeah. Just so like I used to always be offended at the word faggot right mm-hmm. when i grew up it was always used as a derogatory term towards me mm-hmm. and then one day i just said fuck that i'm going to take the power back from the people who are trying to use it to put me down yeah so i'm going to use it for myself it's the same concept as queer but queer has less impact now uh, or as of recent rather because queer is more of a word that's from years past yeah right so so do you ever think i don't know if i myself could even say it could, could we say it in just normal conversation like faggot or is it considered like saying the n-word well that depends well, right you just said it so well i well, mean i mean well it's a question yeah that's, i think that's a valid use no yeah Please. say for example um so i really think it comes down to the level of safety a person would feel for example if i had never met you before and you said faggot in general conversation, I would be like, hey, please don't say that. That could be a little offensive. Just, you know, you always got to err on the side of caution, right? Yeah. For Tyler, for example, because I've known him so long, mm-hmm. I was like, he can say it and it doesn't offend me. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I am a special case because words don't hurt me anymore. I've, I've lived through words having any impact on my moral character as a person of course because you say you develop a thick skin yeah, yeah. so like, you almost have to i don't yeah. i don't care if people call me faggot i don't care if people call me whatever the fuck they want to call me but that doesn't have any bearing on my life right yeah. so i if for example you and one of your gay friends in a hypothetical situation if you know that person and that person's comfortable mm-hmm. or like they know that you don't have any malice behind that then it's, you can ask them, but probably the answer would be no, just mm-hmm. because of how a lot of gay people grow up. It's always used as a derogatory term, especially if they still feel like that word has bearing. Yeah. But you can ask the question. There's no harm in asking that question. Um, you just have to respect the person's thought process and if you can or can't say it. Of so. course. Know your audience, really. I mean... Mm-hmm. It's yeah, with, it's with your everything. Are, realize like what you can get away with within your friends. 
That's true. Yeah, yes. that's true. And if they aren't your friend, friend, don't even try it. Yeah, it's all the, about communication. If if a friend can't understand that it offends them when you say something you can't stop, then obviously. But you know, yeah, it's at the end of the day, this is just a little side tangent. You know how I roll. People are always going to talk about locker room humor or mm-hmm. you know that living room humor. It's mm-hmm. it's going to be everywhere. You can't censor what you can't hear. Okay, uh, this can kind of tie back into where I was wanting to head uh, the coming out day because I heard there is a day, isn't there? Mm-hmm. What, what day is that? Oh, fuck. I couldn't tell you. I think it's October it, 11th, actually. I'll Google it. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah it, uh, there's, it's, a, there's a national coming out day, right? My general understanding of that is, is um, where it's really just a day to celebrate that whole process right um a lot of people take it as i have to come out on this day mm-hmm. um if they want to you don't have to do that nobody is going to be like you have to fucking come out on this day or you gotta stay in the closet for a whole nother year right <laughs> um, you gotta wait you gotta fucking wait but <laughs> it's really I, really what i think it is is it's more of a symbolic gesture to the community rather than an actual yeah day in my opinion but i i the gesture's nice Right. I just don't think it gets anything done. To apply it to like what he was saying, like locker room humor, to apply it to a situation such as that, do you think locker room humor can have an effect on someone coming out, such as say like if a football player was gay yes. and on the team? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, it, it, it circles back to the whole know your audience situation. Mm-hmm. You're kind of hitting a line between general talking and like free speech and all of this stuff. like. It's like an air of masculinity, right? Yeah. And then a lot of, like, super masculine people or whoever that may be could view uh, gay people in a negative way, right? And that could impact somebody in a negative way if they're in that situation and they hear it, right? Mm -hmm. So I remember one of my best friends from high school, who I'm still friends with to this day, he said something, you know, the the stereotypical, oh, that's so gay, Mm -hmm. as in referring to literally anything that's stupid yeah he said that and i was like well shit (laughs) i was gonna come out to it but i I don't think i can Um, (laughs) so he just used it and he was like oh i just used it as a synonym for stupid i was like well that also had an impact on me because you're saying i'm stupid in that sentence basically that scenario can have bearing on people's so do you think like verbally do you think verbally standing up for yourself if you're in a gym locker room setting and saying like hey i don't like that type of locker room humor Mm -hmm. do you think that's okay or should there even be a problem like should there even be that type of locker room well that kind of scenario is a little dicey i mean i guess you could also apply it to like construction humor any any like hard labor you can typically find oh absolutely i mean it's always shit talk yeah i mean that's all they have to do exactly i want to be able to say like if you work that hard you can and, and you can be able to talk shit amongst your other co-workers then again they do cross lines with what they say mm-hmm. like oh, if they're, if they're sitting there yes. saying like fuck you you're not working hard enough as me or if they're saying like calling them a faggot or other things like the work you're doing is gay then that's where you can cross the line when it comes to like locker room humor mm-hmm. or yes. mm-hmm. like Especially if you know that they're gay. Or even if you don't, but if they feel uncomfortable and they express to you that they're uncomfortable, you should always cut it out. There is such thing as, you know, yeah, there's locker room humor or whatever, and yeah, it's okay to shit talk your friends and and all that kind of stuff, but 
there some, at some point you will cross a line and you just gotta know hey all right I'll 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 take a step back. Mm. And as as is with anything, I mean you have to treat it as if it was any other subject. You know, if I made the same joke to you over and over and over and over and over, you're gonna get tired of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even if it's even if it's like just ever so slightly offensive to you, mm-hmm. just hearing it that many times, you're like, okay, shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At some point, you're like, I get it. And coming back around, uh, for some reason, the term locker room humor kind of reminded me and talking about the pressure of possibly being gay and being in an athlete situation. Uh, I can't help but think of Michael Sam. Mm-hmm. He didn't come out until right before the draft, and he got blackballed out of the NFL within two years. Oh, I don't care what anybody says about his numbers or whatnot. He was a rookie. His numbers aren't going to be yeah, incredible. Yeah, he's not going to be all pro. Or anything. And it just it broke my heart, man. I mean, he was first or second think, round kind of guy. Yeah, just think how many others that were planning on coming out now won't because mm-hmm. for fear of losing their job. Well, for that, fear of losing their job. Yeah. Well, that <laughs> also I think that whole situation plays into the particular sport that the athlete mm-hmm. does, right? So you can. Take Michael Sam because he was in the NFL and football is considered a hyper-masculine sport, right? Absolutely. And then you can take somebody like Gus Kenworthy, for example, who's a Olympian skier, mm-hmm. right? He's a bronze. I think he the highest medal he's won is a bronze or a silver, if I'm not mistaken. But he's openly gay. That has no bearing on his like his job whatsoever because that just doesn't. Like, it's just not something that impacts them, right? Yeah. So I think it really just depends on the sport that that person plays. Yeah. It has implications whether to not, if they should come or come, like come out or not. Absolutely. So. For sure. And you know, one of the one of the, the things about like the gay struggle and something that's always baffled me is how it varies from demographic to demographic. Mm-hmm. Being gay and black is much different than being gay and white oh absolutely it's a completely different life experience Mm -hmm. just from people i've talked to and people i've bounced off of there's so many things that stack on each other Mm -hmm. it's it's sad it's really rough and Mm -hmm. it and it creates a disparity within the gay community itself too because they're so hostile towards each other we really are so i know this will probably come as a surprise to a lot of people because a lot of Gay people tend to be left-leaning politically, so they tend to be more open-minded, more socially conscious, what it may be. But the gay community as a whole has a very big problem with racism, especially in the South. So on there's a gay dating app, and I put dating loosely. It's called Grinder. It's mainly a hookup app that people mm-hmm. use. Like Tinder. Yeah, it's, it's like an, Tinder. Yeah, same but conversation. For, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like it's just geared towards gay people in general, right? Mm-hmm. And on there, you'll see how problematic white gays can be because white gays are the worst out of all of them. Is a lot of times you'll see mask for mask, uh, no fats, fins, or Asians or blacks. They're not interested in black people, they're not interested in Asian people, they're not interested in fat people, and they're not interested in feminine people. The epitome of like gay culture from a white gay's perspective is dating a white person who's gay and who's also super masculine, right? Mm-hmm. That is a fallacy that a lot of people are born into when they come into the gay world because like you're actually born into the real world and then when you come out you're like reborn as a gay person mm-hmm. so it's like you're that's how people like that's how you know people perceive your image yes mm-hmm. and i mean don't get me wrong that is a legitimate problem 
right? So mm -hmm. the disparities within the gay community is so rampant. Like we have enough to deal with from the outside world, mm -hmm. but yet we spend too much time focusing on the differences within our community and not lifting each other up. Do you think this happens within the other letter communities as well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's trans erasure, there's bi erasure. I know nothing about the les lesbian community, which is unfortunate. I mean, it's a completely lie. different realm. It is, this community can be very problematic. Yeah. It, uh, the tie back into the whole uh, grinder aspect and saying like no Asians, films, blacks or any of that. Do you think they should get rid of that completely and just leave it up to who they swipe on as their type? Like, is, is it okay to have a type, but not? When it comes to race, I don't think that can be considered a preference. So there's a fine line between racial preference and racism. Mm -hmm. And in the gay community, it's just blatant racism. Mm -hmm. But you think there is a line where it could just be racial preference? Like I, I don't agree. actually, I don't actually think that's a thing. From my perspective, there is no such thing as racial, racial preference. I actually misspoke. I apologize. You, you can't categorize an entire race of people and be like, oh, you're not attractive to me at all. Period, because you fall into X category. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't you can't so, categorize people based off their skin no, color. I so, mean, uh, that does make sense. Yeah. yeah. I guess that you could say that's one of the uh, words that uh, an elitist or someone trying to cover up their racism would use, such as, um, what's another word I'm looking for that offend, like, I guess you could, like, even use the term owners for a basketball team. Like, they get, they're they getting rid of the word owner. This doesn't really tie into the game. Oh, like, problematic words? Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> man, I also, I got to tell you, as somebody with, and I will admit, I have very thick skin, which also makes me a very offensive person. I don't give a flying fuck. They're the owner of the team. Yeah. Mark Cuban yeah. owns the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, cool. <laughs> because it's his team. He bought it and Dude, paid for it. Like that, that Chevy out there, I own it because I bought it. Yeah. And it's mine. Yeah. I don't You're, think, I don't... He doesn't own there the players, a, he owns the organization. There comes a point, and that's the thing that really is starting to upset me, is people start getting offended for other people who don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. And you know what? If players in the NBA come out and they're like, hey, we hate this, cool. Mm -hmm. I know Adam Silver, who is the commissioner, will absolutely clean it up within 24 hours. Yeah. He'd have it taken care of, done, said, wrapped up. Yeah. And that's fine. But there comes a point where you have to just – not everything is geared to be offensive. It's what you're choosing to be offended by. Mm -hmm. And the most toxic part of it all is like – I'm going to go ahead and say it. White women get offended for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yes. I see it all over Twitter. I see it all over social media. It's a call to action kind of thing, but it's excessive, and it makes the community they're defending look even worse. Shout out to all so, the Karens that are listening. So, uh, so to tie this back into what we're talking about, do you find that in any of the letter communities where there's support from people who aren't within the communities, like, oh, like shadows what they're really trying to do? Yes. In the LGBTQIA asterisk community, technically there should be there are two A's but we just use one. Technically, um, the A that we use is asexual because they fall into our uh, community, but our second A is for allies, for people who are supporters of the gay community at, uh, at large. Yes, allies do have a problem with getting offended for people in the community. Granted, I think it's great that we have allies 
and especially people who can stand up on a soapbox that we don't get the chance to stand up on Mm -hmm. because they have more social and political power than we do to voice our opinions and the things that we're upset about. But that also takes away our voice as a collective Mm -hmm. because it's going through a middleman, right? Mm -hmm. There becomes an issue when allies speak about our own issues and like they voice their uh, like disdain and opinions of what is going on within our community from the outside world Mm -hmm. and then they take it upon themselves as it that's the hill that they're going to die upon fighting for our rights when we don't need them to do so we just need them to be there to help get our message across we want to fight our own battle right so what makes you an ally and then after that what would your call to action to be for an ally Mm. So my version of an ally would probably be somebody who, one, is not afraid of gay people. (laughs) Don't be homophobic. That's the first one. The second one, don't treat us like we're... A different entity. Yeah, don't like... I'm not not somebody that like... To be like... I'm not a token, right? Yeah. I'm not going to... I'm not your gay best friend. That's Mm. not something that I'm going to be because I don't make me being gay the center of my personality. Yeah. Somebody who's not homophobic, somebody who understands that I'm more than, I'm a deeper person than just being gay. Somebody who either wants to be educated or has a little bit of knowledge of the community to begin with. Just somebody who's open-minded. Really what it comes down to is they gotta be kind, they gotta be open-minded, and they gotta give a shit. Mm -hmm. That's what it really comes down Mm -hmm. to. Really, that's just my call to action, is if you see an injustice, especially if it's geared towards somebody within the LGBT community, and I'm not just talking about gay people in general i'm also talking about trans people because they probably need it more than the rest of us do if you see an injustice use your voice and be like cut that shit out it's not cool what the fuck are you doing there are too many times where things can be prevented when people see it and they don't do it yeah and then ally is a person who takes that jump to say something about it right all i'm asking is if you want to be an ally you want to throw support our way just say something if you see it if you're if somebody at the Thanksgiving dinner table says something about uh, Joe from down the street who happens to suck dick, who gives a shit, yeah. right? If yeah. they're gonna be derogatory to him, be like that shit doesn't fly. Cut it out. Yeah, it's not funny. It's yeah. that's it's not funny. We're not a joke. So so what I I really I totally agree with you. From my perspective and from where I came up, you weren't allowed to argue the adults mm-hmm. with what they're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I'm, <laughs> they still think I'm not allowed to have my own opinions. And I now recently within the past year or two will now fly my own opinion mm-hmm. loud and proud. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have any tie to tell me not to, not you tie, but like ties, like yeah. family ties. Yeah. I love the idea of it, but it's so crippling to think that mainly straight white Southern Baptist family mm-hmm. You you come up and you're not allowed to have your own opinions. That's mm-hmm. and that's I think the hardest part about growing into being an ally is mm-hmm. that you are forcibly pushed into this corner of just ignorance because all you know is that this is bad. And mm-hmm. see, I think that's right. a perception that it needs to be grasped by some because we are a fortunate enough spot in our lives to 
to want to grow out of that ignorance, even mm-hmm. though we were pushed into that ignorant corner. But not many people know how to get out of that. Not many people are given the chances to be educated on such matters or even want to be. The thing I'm just trying to get across is you got to show love to everybody, whether you're being discriminized or not. You got to like forgive because at some point, I don't think you're going to get every old head to change. No, I, I, there, there comes a certain time where it's not even about that. It's just at least offering the perspective. You know, we were talking earlier, and I think that's where the morality of this whole situation comes in. Because if you listen to the voices of people that need you and you ignore it, your morals are wrong. Yeah. And how do you feel about what we're saying about the perspective? I mean, I get the perspective. So I grew up in a religious family. I wasn't allowed to speak my mind most of the time if it was an opposing viewpoint. I got to a certain age, I said, fuck it. I'm not... I, I've always been an outspoken person. I, st- I go to my family's house and my brother will ask me a question and I'll have a fucking three hour argument with my mom, dad, my brother, my cousin, my uncle. Like I will fight everybody in that room mm-hmm. with my opinion. I, I'm just, I'm past the point of giving shit, right? And when it comes to like old people not getting it or like people just not getting it in general, the way I look at it, look at it is that they have a timeline. I have a timeline. Thankfully, my timeline is further uh, back than theirs is, mm-hmm. so they'll die before me, yeah. right? I'm not going to waste my time or my energy trying to convince somebody that I can't do so. So do you think yeah. others in your community should get hung up on those people that, like, they just don't, you or they don't think will change at mm-hmm. all? Well, I think really... As long as they're not, like, providing a direct negative impact mm-hmm. that needs to be changed. Like, mm-hmm. if they just have their own opinion of... Oh, I don't think that's right. But mm. they're not hurting you. Mm-hmm. That really, so now we're fortunate enough now as, so it really started generationally. So this problem for like LGBT rights and homophobia and everything is slowly getting phased out. Yeah. It started with the millennials. Millennials are probably the biggest age range of people. We have the most people who identify as LGBT, mm-hmm. um, which is great because... I love that. But, and, and so like more people are gayer or, 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 or coming out as a member of the community as time goes on and as generations come and go. Mm-hmm. And as we continue forward in time, we are also becoming less and less religious. And a lot of the discrimination that comes nowadays is from the religious communities, right? So, there's somewhat of a correlation. There's a correlation to it, but like, also, I don't care if you're religious. And you're like, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. That doesn't have your opinion on my life does not matter to me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna live my life the way I want to. I don't give a shit if you find that wrong. And that's the way I perceive it as well. Like everybody is going to have different per, uh, per opinions. Like there are people are part uh, in the community who are, I'm sure believe in God or, or mm-hmm. religious as well, mm-hmm. and people who are in there who are not so i think the best thing to do is the honest like as long as those opinions are not impacting you to the point where you don't get hired or impacting you to the point where you you don't feel safe in public but i feel like that is a fine line to try and cross as well mm-hmm. as long as they're not like directly impacting your life mm-hmm. i think at some point everybody's just got to have some layer of thick skin it's yeah. about picking your battles it is. Really, I mean, if if somebody puts a 
dumbass tweet up or some stupid Facebook post. I don't have to be in the comment section every time. That's not what you're. It's not what you're supposed to do. It's yeah. not, well, you know. Uh, that's me. I will do that. You All know, right. and I support that. We I right. look for fights. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for me, <laughs> if there's one that's outright just pisses me off as soon as I read it, yeah, you're going to see my mm-hmm. eyes down there, probably mm-hmm. about 13 comments. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a reply chain after that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm to the point where if I hear, if I hear someone say these, the slightest thing stupid or the slightest thing like racist or homophobic or transphobic or whatever it may be, yeah. like I'm, I'm on it. Mm-hmm. I... I have become the person. I think this is because of my upbringing. I become the person to shut that shit down. I'm gonna put that person in their proverbial place because they don't have the right. I mean, and technically I, they do have the right because of freedom of speech, but like also morally they don't have the right to say something about somebody else's life because that person and that person their lives have no impact on each other. Yeah, I think anybody that uses the idea of freedom of speech to just use hate speech doesn't know what freedom of speech was for there are people who don't believe in the concept and of another yeah another thing is like yes you can have you do have the freedom of speech you do have the choice to be able to say whatever you want but there's also the freedom of consequence right after depending on mm-hmm. what follows after mm-hmm. that's all life is though is yeah. a sequence of cause and effect that's like that's i made like, this decision and this shit happened that's like in yeah. grade school it's like uh it's silent time you could choose to talk but then you're gonna have to write, you know, your vocab sentences 20, 30 times <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. Going back to your point of when you you brought up discrimination, of like not getting hired, right? Mm-hmm. Fun fact, that actually just became unconstitutional. It to did. get to get fired for being gay. Yes. Um, that happened two Fridays ago. Yeah. Um, and that's part of the uh, the whole pride movement, is it not? Like just like. I wouldn't say that. Um, it really what it stemmed down to is. Um, from my understanding, granted, uh, I'm not policy expert, mm-hmm. nor do I give a shit about this administration. Actually, I do give a shit about this administration. Um, I just want to fight it on all aspects. <laughs> but um, they tried to slip that in with um, uh, with a different trans issue, and and the ACLU said, uh-uh. Shut, no, we're not doing this. And they took that shit to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. And the Supreme Court ruled on it. They're like, hey, this is unconstitutional. So I wouldn't say it's because of Pride Month. It's just that we're like we already have the right to marry. Why would we still why would we still be able to get fired? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just a it's a constant. Yeah, it's like our It's kind of like uh, with uh, I don't know if you were going where you're going to head to. Sorry for interrupting, mm-hmm. but. Uh, like segregation and all that, they had signed like the Emancipation Proclamation freed the slaves, but it's the Thirteenth Amendment freed the slaves. Mm-hmm. Thank you for thank you for correcting. Yeah. Um, Abe Lincoln, my yeah. homeboy though, shout out Abe. Yes, yeah. but yeah. it still took it's sixty great, to great seventy speech. years to fix all the little tiny laws, all the discrimination laws, all the the laws that they couldn't vote. Oh, and we laws. still haven't fixed all. Oh, that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's no. still there's still way too many discriminatory laws. And, and, and the laws. pride movement's not over. There's still mm-hmm. much like the, the discriminate like they're still putting in discrimination laws to this day. Well, you know, at the end of the day, the 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 goal is for it to never be over, mm-hmm. right? If the they whole idea of pride is to it. always be proud, right? Yes. And I think most people, sorry, uh, I think most people tend to forget is that like it only it started not too long ago. Am mm-hmm. I not wrong? Like no, it was 1968. 
or 69, I believe. Yeah. Um, it started at the great, the great Stonewall Inn in New York City is where really the gay rights movement took off. Is from that particular instance. Yeah. Um, but to give you a little backstory, up until I think the 70s, being gay was criminalized. I think it was uh, the, either the late 60s or the early 70s is when it became illegal. Well, it became legal to legal to be gay. But they they would round up people at gay bars and just uh, throw them in jail. I was doing a little research on it earlier. A little shout out, go read the blog about power of love. This is where all the info is coming from. Talking about the 1970s and the turning point, that turning point caused the sodomy laws that have been used through the 19th and 20th century to they it, the lawmakers and enforcers use that to be able to d- discriminate against the gays and put mm-hmm. them in jail for mm-hmm. unknown reasons and use them to the point to where like they couldn't even get custody of kids they couldn't mm. adopt kids oh god forbid yeah they mm-hmm. couldn't you know of course be married yeah. Which they're yeah. trying to redo yeah, it yeah it wasn't now. until 2003 that they allowed gay like gay acts homosexual acts through the United States. Yeah. Dude, and let's not even forget, just in a, to move the lens out a little bit, think about being gay anywhere else in the world. I mean... You'll still get no. killed in some... Oh, dude. There, so, first of all, <laughs> Chick-fil-A should still be canceled because... They sent one of their representatives down to Ghana. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. Ooh. Okay. I just started my story. Sorry. <laughs> Chick-fil-A, one of their representatives went down to Ghana because Ghana was voting on what their gay rights and their laws were going to be surrounding that. And you want to know how that meeting ended? Can, 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 the death. The death. The death sentence. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm sorry. Chick-fil-A had, was in on that. Yes. Yes, Chick Fil A sent a representative. They sent, <laughs> uh, what's it when you travel overseas? Why does Chick Fil A have a voice in Ghana? I have no idea how they popped up in it. Chick Fil A has a voice against gay people in general, right? So Chick Fil A is owned by a religious family. Super religious. Um, and every year, um, I know I've seen um, there was a report. IRS tax report from 2014 and 2016 mm-hmm. where they donated to they donated I think a million e- each time or more mm-hmm. to um, gay conversion therapy um, that's prominent elsewhere in the world and not here in America yeah. um, but it used to be yes um, it still is an issue here don't get me wrong but some places that yeah can I mean like our gay. vice president yeah. still thinks you can My, shock the gay out of people I he also will deny that he ever supported conversion therapy, but that's beside the point. Well, I mean... Oh, well, okay, so this is where my question comes in. So there's obviously action in place that they were taking to discriminate. So, yes, that that is a whole cancel right there. But... People aren't going to cancel. Dude, it was for yeah. like a week. Say, 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 okay, give this hypothetical. Say the owner ended up getting some uh, dirt dug out on him. To the point where, like, there was no action taking place, but he just so happened to make a tweet where he voiced his opinion that he did not agree with, like, gay people's choices. I guarantee mm-hmm. that old white bastard don't know how to well, write Twitter. Well, so then that gets into the whole concept of public shame, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a whole movement now, ever since gay marriage became legalized in 2015. Mm-hmm. I think it was 2015. I could be wrong. I don't know my dates. I'm a terrible gay person. But um, <laughs> there's a whole concept now that since we're able to get married, now 
you can't say shit to me about being gay, right? Mm-hmm. So the public sentiment has shifted a little bit to the notion that being gay is all right, mm-hmm. and then that not being okay with gay people is more of a fringe idea now than what it used to be about 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. If somebody, a CEO of a major company like Chick-fil-A or whoever it may be, like Hobby Lobby, for example, they're also very homophobic. They're also run by a very religious family. Nobody I know shops at Hobby Lobby because of their viewpoints on gay people. Mm-hmm. Everybody I know, including myself, still fucking eats at Chick-fil-A. Like, that's just how it is. Chick-fil-A has great food. Am I upset that they support conversion therapy? Yes. Should I choose to spend my money elsewhere? Absolutely. But I don't. They have a really good fucking business model. Um, that's besides the point. When it comes to public shaming of ideas that go against the grain now, especially being on the wrong side of history, they'll feel the repercussions of being canceled or actually getting canceled, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why when people voice their opinion, even though it is negative and viewed in a very negative light, they can still feel the repercussions without actually having a sanction imposed upon them. Yeah. Yeah. So that they, that's where you could get small boycotts or a small drop in stock price. Such as where, like, Elon, when he tweets one of his wildest tweets and his stock prices drops, anything, like, just... Yeah. Anything that the public... If it's publicly put out, then the social group has their own availability to be like, all right, no. And I feel Mm -hmm. like, in general, just if if you have a, a, a certain amount of power or, you know money or or a a conglomerate of followers in that sense you should always watch what you say because there will be a time where if you do voice that opinion that you you know you're like oh well i don't really agree with it Mm -hmm. you are gonna get publicly shamed for that just because like i don't necessarily think that anybody should be 100 percent censored everybody has an opinion you know that's fine you should be able to voice your opinion but just know that if you are in a position of power like that that you that if that opinion is not the majority opinion, you are gonna get ridiculed, like Jordan was saying. I, I mean, just look at like celebrities on Twitter and stuff; they get called out quick. quick. Mark and I don't think I don't think you should cancel from like him at 15 years old saying something completely like yeah. out of pocket. He got caught out on it just recently. He had to release a whole statement talking about how he's changed. It's okay. It's okay that. If they apologize and say that they're like they're sorry for their actions, but you know they've changed and they haven't done it since, there's mm-hmm. no reason to like go and cancel people and and say oh well you know don't watch their stuff or don't like you know n- never go see a Mark Wahlberg movie again like, because because of something he said when he was 15 yeah. years old when he was a like, high school freshman yeah if think about ever, some of the dumb a shit true you said exactly. Boston teenager exactly. <laughs> exactly if you're gonna cancel Mark Wahlberg it's because he's the same character in every movie not because he said something <laughs> when he was 15 come on Netflix is coming out with another Boston cop Wahlberg movie tomorrow of course of course Patriots Patri- Patri- say Patri- it's they about have- the fucking bombing in uh. With oh, those, uh, the mo- the Boston bombing. Yes, yeah, they had one with Posty too. Yeah, that was that Spencer was the other. That was a different movie. This is another Spencer one. Spencer Confidential. Yeah, yeah. That which was, was a actually good movie. A good film. It was a good movie. <laughs> I am actually going to disagree with you. I do think cancel culture has its pros, and I do think you have the ability to cancel somebody for things that they've done in the I, past if they are held to their accountability, especially if they're a famous person. Um, because they also have political and social capital when it comes to the things that they do. Mm-hmm. They're influencers. Yes. So if they're called out for it, they're like, well, I said it, I was this year, I was however old. 
but they don't apologize for it and then try to make amends for that. And then other instances that get pulled up from that because there's been instances of racism, homophobia, etc., uh, from people who are super famous. Take for example Shane Dawson, just got caught out mm-hmm. for that's one for, that's deserved. Yeah, well, but. yes, but that's, so it, like he's had multiple instances, right? Throughout his entire career, yes. being on YouTube. Yes, and I don't think that I do not think that's okay. But like yes. again, the instance of Mark Wahlberg, if you find one old dug up tweet and they mm. apologize, I don't think like that should be the end of it. Well, they apologize, you know they've changed. You haven't seen any more evidence that mm-hmm. they haven't changed. Mm-hmm. Then you might as well believe them. For people who don't know who Shane Dawson is, let's finish this this little side mm-hmm. story. Yeah, yes. just to. I was actually I no I agree with you, but. What what I what I'm saying is for Shane Dawson, he's done blackface before, he's used the N word before, he's been homophobic, even though he is gay or actually he's bisexual. And then he uh, know what he the is. most recent thing is that he defended pedophilia uh, in a video, mm-hmm. and not uh, only de- defended but semi endorsed. Yes, I mean. and I just came across something today. They were playing a he was playing a game and they're drawing names out of a bucket and they're trying to like roast these people and he got Trayvon Martin. Yeah. Why and then, put that name in I, I don't know, but his words were and I quote, Maybe you wouldn't have been killed if you had a job. I said, Oh, maybe he's done. But what I'm saying is what it comes down to is there are two different lanes that you can take to be cancelled. There could be something that you have a history of doing, like people like Shane Dawson have done and Jeffree Star and et cetera, who deserve to be canceled for what they've done. And then people who said things in their past, apologized for it, those people still have the ability to be canceled because people will have viewpoints like that in general. But I don't think that they should be. It's just that there's degrees of separation that people have yes. to go through before 100%. they can just be canceled free. Someone who I think did it absolutely correct, since we're talking about that era of YouTube, Jenna Marbles. Mm-hmm. What she did recently was huge. She quit yeah, YouTube. She, just she did, and you know what? She addressed individual videos and individual things that she has remorse for, that she regrets ever putting out. That's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Call yourself out before anybody has to. Don't apologize after the fact. Mm-hmm. Come out and say, you know what? Yeah, I did this. Yeah, I regret it. Mm-hmm. I'm done. While we're at it, let's take down PewDiePie. Let's do that. Yeah, fuck that Swedish bastard. Racism. <laughs> anyway, that's besides the point. Let's change it. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> but um, going back into the things, who do you think needs the most support right now? Or who do you think is like at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to the letter community? Out of the entire 26 letters of the community, trans people definitely deserve when you start doing Greek letters, the it's when we start adding more, we'll, <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll add we'll add more as it goes on. When we talk about the community overall, the people who get shit on the most, especially from outside of our own community, are trans people, mm-hmm. and in particularly trans women of color. So when it comes down to it, I think our main focus needs to be on trans people in general as an entire community. Speaking from the gay community as a whole. Y'all can talk about your viewpoints from it because I'd like to have an mm-hmm. open dialogue about it. But I just think that since we've made strides within our own community, we've just kind of let them fend for themselves and they are doing really, really poorly mm-hmm. um, overall because they are there's just so much that bogs them down that they just can't really go anywhere. Yeah. Um, it's just that now we get to 
recognize our own privilege as the rest of the community and turn back and be like, hey, let's bring you back up to speed because it's really shameful how the gay community overall has treated trans people because we can sometimes view them as not really a part of the community, especially if they're trans, but they identify as straight. Could you say like that's like the one flaw is like you guys wanted to put someone down like you were put down or like the community like the cheese um, were wanted to put down? We do like to put other people down. That's just what we like to do. But from my perspective, I've me nor any of my gay friends have ever put anybody else down who's in the community. I mean, granted, we talk shit to each other. It's called reading. Like, we'll read the fuck out of each other. But mm-hmm. we don't go out of our way to do that. Mm-hmm. We'll put somebody in their place if they deserve it. That's typically aimed towards ignorant straight people who don't understand what they're talking about. Yeah. So what do you think... And I know there's not, like, a totality singular answer, but mm-hmm. why do you think that that community in particular got left in the dust? Because I know a lot of the people I grew up around, it's more of just they don't know and understand. Mm-hmm. They don't. It wasn't a thing until very recently. I feel like, like that's the main. But I do. I do feel like that's the main problem. Is that is that it's almost easier to to understand where you know the gay community is coming from, like than it is to to understand not being comfortable in your own skin. Mm-hmm like it, it's just it's just a mu- it's a much broader and it's a much greater dilemma mm-hmm. to, to go through in your brain and i feel like that's why most people just simply don't understand and i think that is the main problem is that people just don't understand and, and it's gonna be and it's more difficult to get them to understand mm-hmm. and i think that's the problem like jordan was talking about it how they were put on the back burner of things because me growing up i had my own views of course because i was in my little ignorant corner for me, it started with learning and accepting and loving, uh, loving the G community, and like, cause I have best friends who are gay. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's not a big issue for me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I am currently having to work on like the T side of things. I have family who supports T and through major businesses. It's something that'll take time. But I feel with enough education and enough mm-hmm. talk, it, it can it can happen. And I think that's something that's okay. I think if you're making the conscious effort to try and wrap your head around it, I think you're in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to preface that um, I'm not a trans person. I identify as cisgendered, um, which is, if you don't know, that I just identify as the biological sex I was born as um, because gender and, uh, and sex are completely different. Yep. Um, but that's besides the point. That's an entire, entire different conversation. So when it comes to trans people, I think the main difference is I think it really boils down to ignorance of the topic and how people can't separate the idea of biological sex and gender not being the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Actually, gender was created as a social construct. It was just put in place to help box people in. Historically, throughout indigenous communities in both in North and South America and elsewhere in the world, India is a big uh, country that does this now. They have more than two genders. The concept of more genders than just male and female has been around. It's just that it doesn't fit the narrative of what is popular now mm. from the people who hold the power, right? A lot of the issues that the trans community faces is disgust 
ignorance, violence, hatred, just those four ones in particular are so, they're so, so when it comes to, so the, the biggest issues that they face really is the whole concept of people not being able to wrap their head around, like y'all said, that it's really what it boils down to is that people don't understand it because they've never experienced it, mm-hmm. um, nor do they know anybody that has experienced it, but they also don't want to take the time to try to learn about it. Mm-hmm. So people vilify things that they don't understand. That's why the most marginalized group in the country are black trans women. They also are the highest murdered rate of people, right? Because then you come into it, there's a greater level of homophobia within the black community in America. And then on top of that, being trans just puts an extra target on your back. Pardon my um, ignorance, but mm-hmm. if you're saying a trans woman, is that male or female or female to male? Uh, it would be male or female. Okay. Yeah. Um, my apologies. No, you're fine. Um, so really what it comes down to is that as a whole, both within the LGBT community and outside with the allies and just regular everyday people in general, we should really be focusing on trans issues and trans rights because that's a big downfall of social justice that we have in this country that we can allow a, a group like that to be completely marginalized and vilified mm-hmm. because a lot of people don't get it. There's the preconceived notion that all trans people are pedophiles because it comes back to the whole trans, like the bathroom bill. Mm-hmm. And should trans people be able to use the bathroom that they identify as and feel most comfortable in? People misconstrued the notion of trans people and pedophiles who want to use that opening to get to their ends, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. People are, are using fear of what could happen and projecting that onto the community that just wants to feel safe and feel loved. Mm-hmm. So overall, I think we should focus on that in particular because everybody else is doing just fine. Well, do you think it's okay to like, for the T community, do you think it's okay for a business to, for non-binary uh, issues at least, to not allow someone who is a male into a female or? Like restroom wise or in general? Restroom wise. Um, I really think the way to go about it is just non-gendered restrooms. Those are super popular in Europe. They're also popular in some states around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, you could also just do single-use restrooms, and they can just be non-gendered. They yeah. can just be both, and then it wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. That's um, kind of the route Target went. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. Um, they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Like, they just totally separated from the idea of mm-hmm. the, the boy blue and girl pink, and mm-hmm. they went... Straight down oh, the yeah, middle. because they're all about taking down mm-hmm. sort of stereotypes. Yeah, that was a big move. Mm-hmm. Big move. Good to see a corporate business doing something. Yeah. And yeah, this was a couple of years ago even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, what what I really think down is is that it's just now a matter of time to where this won't be an issue anymore. Yeah. Because generations from millennials onward don't have a problem with trans people. Like they don't have a problem with all of this stuff. So things that are issues now. 20, 30, 40 years on the line won't be issues anymore. So yeah. I just think now it's really a waiting game, but we also have to start. We can't afford to wait too much longer. Well, for people and for right now who don't know what to do, what could you tell them or what direction would you push them in in order to know what to do after this episode? Like, mm-hmm. how could they help? Like, what is the next move? 
So they can um, first uh, donate to the Trevor Project. It's a suicide hotline for LGBT youth in America. It's a super great resource that tons of gay people uh, use because they get bogged down and they feel like there's no way out of the situation that they're in. So they end up taking their own life. That's a nonprofit that's uh, run that is super beneficial to this community. But also just taking a step forward and just educating yourself. Reach out to somebody that you might know in your life that's gay or trans and sit down and talk to them. Don't talk to them like they're a commodity, mm-hmm. but try to get to know them on like a cellular level of, and like how like their life has been impacted by being gay or trans or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then just to continue to be like to be an ally and just speak up when you see injustices happening and and really focus on legislation that comes out from DC and really understand and read what it is, especially if it's dealing with anything to do with marginalized groups in the country, because that affects everybody. Mm-hmm. Even though most people don't see it affecting them, it affects everyone. Yes. I really think those are the steps to move forward. Donate if you can to things that deserve it. The ACLU Action Fund, uh, the ACLU is a great organization that they have a whole entire department related to LGBT rights. And you said ACLU? Mm-hmm. I actually use a lot of their like studies and researches mm-hmm. and books in my, re- uh, in my blogs. The ACLU is always on the forefront of uh, progressive issues. Yeah, like the, the War on Drugs article I written, like a lot of the reports were based off the ACLU mm-hmm. and a lot um, in my love article. Some reports based mm-hmm. on the ACLU. Um, just that, and then just find, I wouldn't say action groups necessarily, but like create, like if you can't find one in your hometown or whatever, like you can always reach out and like create something to let gay people in your community feel welcome. Mm-hmm. Take, for example, uh, the gay straight alliances that people have in high schools. If you have a child that's in high school or you're a high school student or whatever, you can create a gay straight alliance for people in high school to have a safe place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, because let's face it, a lot, of, a lot of people who are gay don't have that safe place to go to. It, they probably don't have it at school, they probably don't have it at home, um, and that's just the unfortunate reality. A lot, of, a lot of homeless kids under the age of 18 are kicked out because they're gay. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a big problem. So you can always focus your energy into making your community a better place where you live because if you help if you raise up everybody everybody is a lot happier and just really the moral of it is just be proactive and don't yeah. be a dick true be nice true. to everybody love everybody like jackie moon said everybody love everybody everybody love everybody, everybody. everybody, love everybody. and <laughs> i love since we're wrapping this up i love kind of the parallels of episode two and episode three mm-hmm. and it kind of goes back to who you are as a person on your moral compass because at the end of the day we all bleed red we all spin green what, what does it matter yeah what is it who cares yeah and we all smoke perk amen weedalations and so uh we would like to thank jordan for being nice enough to come on our show and helping us with uh, education and just helping people understand. And thank you for helping us, yeah. educating us even, you know? Yes. Like, Some of these were just off the cuff questions from us to you. Mm-hmm. And we really appreciate your yes. time, yeah. your patience, and being awake at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. It's pretty wonderful. Uh, thank you for inviting me uh, and being willing to have this open dialogue. I would love to come back and do 
different topics if you'd like. We would love to have I'm you back. Super, for sure. I'm super vocal about um, health disparities, politics, whatever mm-hmm. it is. I have an opinion on it. And would I'll you like to leave a Twitter or Snapchat handle or Instagram handle for people oh, to talk to? Oh, God. Um, That's totally up to you. If you want, I'll, I'll give you my Instagram. Um, if you want to reach out, you can. Um, I'm going to warn you, I don't check it that often, but you'll see me on there. Um, my Instagram is at underscore J-A-R-C-H-Y-Y. If you want to give that a follow or DM me if you have any questions. Um, I'm not going to direct you to my Twitter. Uh, it's probably not a place you want to go. Uh, and I'm also not going to give you my Facebook because that is a battleground that you do not want to see. Uh, what if it's Jordan that gets us canceled? <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I really wouldn't be surprised. I am very, very, very vocal about things. So. No, yeah. I love it. I love it. I think and vocality is how we progress just as people. Of mm. course. And uh, for the audience, I just wanted to let you guys know, I know we uh, started out hitting these uh, first few episodes pretty hard. Uh, just wanted to establish like let you guys know where our moral compass lie uh, lies and we'll be sure to um, hit it with a little soft topic come next week yeah we'll, uh, we'll tile it down next a little two bit. weeks I'm sorry but you know we, we we've had some pretty good stuff to talk about you know with the Black Lives Matter movement coming back full force yes. mm-hmm. has been fantastic. And it's Pride Month, so this had to happen, of course. Oh, yes. And, you know, while we're recording this, when it comes out, it probably will not be. It is the 29th right now, so. Yeah, I guess. So it's still Pride Month. You can't make the faggots yet. We made the cut. <laughs> I can Jordan say that I am gay. All right, guys. All right. Peace out. Have a good night. Good night, so Or good day, wherever you are, whatever hour of the day you listen to this. Good Bye night, guys. morning. We love you. We love you. Good night, San Diego.